It is 7.45 on this first day of August, and that means, at least the time does, that it's time for Jack Farrell's Wine Chat. Jack Farrell, of course, from Haskell's. Good morning, Jack. Beautiful Hi there, morning. Jenny. How are you today? I'm doing quite well, and I hope you are, too. Uh, what, what's uh, What's on your agenda today? Well, you know what I thought I'd talk about a little bit today? Our refreshing drinks for hot weather, because certainly we've had a rash of that. And uh, what inspired this with, with me is uh, I got a call early in the week from somebody who said, I missed your show on mint juleps, which we always do for the Kentucky Derby. And he, he said, why don't you talk about that a little bit? Well, you know, a mint julep is a very refreshing thing. And, of course, it is very much associated with the Kentucky Derby. At, at Churchill Downs, in the two days prior to the uh, Kentucky Oaks, which is held one day, and then the Kentucky Derby, which is held the next day, they sell almost a quarter of a million mint juleps. I mean, that it's just incredible. And and actually, they're not very bad. Uh, you think they make that many, it wouldn't be a great mint julep. But mint julep is a, a wonderfully refreshing drink, and it only contains four ingredients. Bourbon, uh, shaved ice, water, and sugar. And that's it. And boy, I'll tell you, the the whole thing is, it comes from a family of drinks that are called smashes. Uh, smashes, uh, the mojito, which a lot of people know about today, uh, is where fresh mint or other ingredients are muddled or crushed uh, to prepare a final drink. Years ago, they used to steep leaves like uh, mint in that and then add spirits to that concoction. Well, that's basically what they're doing with a mint julep. They uh, uh, take a mortar and pestle and crush oh, eight or nine uh, mint leaves, then add a simple syrup to that, not very much. Uh, and simple syrup is so simple, it's one cup of sugar, one cup of water. And it's easier uh, dissolved if the cup of water happens to be very hot, and so or you, or you can boil it even. And then you have that simple syrup, that uh, mastigated or crushed up, smashed up mint, and then you add bourbon and then pour the whole thing over crushed ice and garnish with a mint leaf, and there you are. But anyhow, Minnesota is well known for our mint. <clears throat> we grow mint here, uh, and it grows almost like a weed, as my, one of my gardener daughter-in-laws has told me. Uh, once it's planted in the garden, it sort of takes over. So we have lots of mint here. And Minnesota is the home of a very famous other drink, which is really the drink I wanted to talk about today, and that's called a bootleg. It, too, is in that smash family, and it, too, depends on mint like a mint julep. But it's a tall, cool, refreshing drink that was concocted here in Minnesota. It's often regarded as the Minnesota Country Club drink, and there's most of the country clubs just that serve bootlegs only serve them from Memorial Day through Labor Day. After that, you can't get a bootleg anymore. But you can get them year-round because there's an outfit uh, that makes a bootleg mix, and it's an interesting mix. It's called, made by a company called Summer Lakes Beverage right here in Minnesota. It's sold frozen. It's sold in a 25-ounce jar that's frozen solid it has to be sold out of a freezer and you can put it in the refrigerator thaw it out and that's your secret ingredient when you're making a bootleg 
and and you start out very simple. You take two ounces of this secret material that they make out of mint and uh, fresh limes and sugar, etc. And you put two ounces of that, uh, maybe two ounces of, uh, well, maybe four ounces of uh, soda, and then your favorite drink. I particularly like a mint julep made with white rum. But there are other mint juleps you can make with vodka or gin, and they're just as refreshing. And that bootleg is so popular. I was once at a wedding in the Hamptons, and they served uh, this bootleg. And I thought, this is unusual. I've never seen them served outside of Minnesota. And sure enough, the bride was from Minnesota and uh, belonged to one of the country clubs here. And her father had the mix flown in from Minnesota to serve the guests as we strolled uh, through the beautiful Hampton countryside for that lovely outdoor wedding. And it was a perfect match. And uh, the bootleg, as I said, has an interesting history. There are two clubs in Minnesota that argue about it, Woodhill and Minnicotta. One of those clubs can honestly say that they were indeed the inventor of the bootleg. But which one? God only knows. I sure don't, and I don't think anybody else does either. They all have heard stories about where it originated, but no one really knows which of those places it originated. I've always heard that it was uh, done in during Prohibition because there were so many uh, spirits in Prohibition that were uh, not so tasty, and putting that bootleg mix in uh, kind of covered up the taste of the spirit, and by adding club soda, made it a refreshing drink, etc. And the Minnesota bootleg was born. Whether Minnicotta gets credit for it or Woodhill gets credit for it, who knows? But we're grateful to whoever invented it because it is an absolutely delicious drink. Uh, you can make your own. You take a can of frozen limeade, uh, dilute it with a can of water, and that, and then take five or six big stalks of mint leaf and take the leaves off the stalks and then put them in a mortar and pestle or a blender, whip them all up, add uh, that lime uh, aid mix you had to that, and then that's your secret ingredient. Then you put a couple ounces of that, four ounces of club soda, and an ounce and a half or two ounces of your favorite rum, gin or vodka, and you're off to the races with your own uh, bootleg. But if you want to avoid that that frozen one that has no alcohol in it, I can't get over how really good that is. Uh, it, it's available uh, in the stores, and like you say, it's frozen solid. makes a wonderful drink. And while you're making those summer drinks, you know, bootleg isn't the only one. This, this company makes another one called a Paloma Mix. And Paloma Mix is just the same sort of thing, except it's grapefruit-flavored. And you put tequila in with it, with the grapefruit, and you get kind of a watery margarita. But it's tall, it's refreshing, and a delicious thing. We also have, a, you know, a gin and tonic. Now, who can deny the wonderful pleasure you get from a gin and tonic? And it's so much better if you have a really good gin. We discovered last year a gin called the 100 Mill Street Gin. It's made in Wisconsin, and it's made from fermented maple sap. And it is just the most interesting gin I have ever tasted. Uh, again, it's a 100 Mill Street Gin. 
it's it's expensive, but it's certainly worth it because the gin is made from fermented maple sap, and uh, just imagine that you're drinking tree sap, but it makes a fabulous gin and tonic, and uh, also makes a wonderful drink uh, that's called an Alaskan, where you take that 100 Mill Street gin, two ounces of that, one ounce of chartreuse, a dash of bitters, and serve that over ice, and it's called the Alaskan. And I always referred to that as a green martini. I had a friend that liked to drink those at Christmas because chartreuse, because it's such a green color, always reminded him of Christmas. Well, this uh, Mill Street gin has sort of a citrusy nose, which makes it very, very interesting, I think. However, these drinks, the Alaskan and uh, the green martini, are very dangerous. One is probably most people's limit. You've got several ounces of strong liqueur in there. And the Negroni, which is very, very popular drink, particularly in Italy, named after Count Negroni, and the Negroni family still live outside of Tuscan. And that is a, a wonderful drink. It's a, uh, It takes gin, then you add Campari to it, and a dash of sweet vermouth, and you get a Negroni, and it is sort of a very sophisticated Campari and soda. Another great drink is a Pim's Cup. And Pim's Cup comes pre-made. You just add soda to it. Uh, and it, if you ever were at a cricket match in England or croquet match in England, that's all you get. They walk around with big trays of Pim's Cup, and it's a very refreshing drink. And Pim's is based on either rum, gin, or vodka. But anyway, I think you get the idea. All of these drinks are very refreshing. They're summertime drinks and summertime specialties. A great way to use up that mint that's kind of overtaken your garden. And, like I said, most of these smash drinks, where where you mash up uh, leaves, uh, and they do it with other things, spearmint besides just plain mint, uh, was originally developed, as the mint julep was, to hide coarse bourbon, but uh, and and kind of interesting, uh, you know, I, the Minneapolis Club, which is a stalwart old club in downtown Minneapolis, it had a room called a bar. It was on the second floor. It was called the Chapel, and the reason it was called the Chapel is during Prohibition, when people were inventing these sweet drinks to hide the taste of badly made liquor, uh, uh, they. The bar, they kept a coffin in the bar where they kept the spirits, and everyone would sneak up to the chapel because country clubs and private city clubs like that, during Prohibition, you could always get a drink there. They were really more like legalized uh, speakeasies. And like I said, I always thought it was very funny. At the Minneapolis Club, they still refer to uh, that second-floor bar as the chapel, and most people that are members there don't even know (laughs) why they did call it the chapel. But another great summertime drink is the Salty Dog, which is made with grapefruit juice and gin or vodka, and uh, you salt the rim of the glass. And uh, that is, to me, a very, very refreshing drink. Then there's a Sunrise Tequila, and, of course, who can deny the pleasures of margaritas? Where you margarita... Just remember when you're making them, you could never put too much lime in a margarita. The classic recipe for margaritas is two ounces of tequila, an ounce of orange liqueur like Cointreau or any orange liqueur, and then an ounce of lime juice. But you you can up that lime juice, and it won't 
absolutely change the flavor of the margarita at all. In fact, I think more lime juice sort of enhances the flavor of most margaritas. And then, of course, people love flavored margaritas, strawberry, raspberry, uh, etc. And uh, who can deny the pleasure of a pina colada? I, I used to love to make pina coladas when we'd be uh, on uh, a boat, or a friend's boat, and it, the secret is to get that really good coconut cream that comes in a can. And you put two ounces of rum, two ounces of that uh, pineapple, and one ounce of the coconut cream and puree it with ice in a blender, and you get a a kind of a frozen pina colada, which is a wonderful, wonderful drink. Another favorite of mine is a daiquiri. Daiquiris were invented by an American in Cuba uh, when during the Spanish-American War. And that just is a couple ounces of uh, rum, a teaspoon of sugar, a uh, half ounce of lime juice, and served either straight up or on the rocks. Great drinks. Uh, Long Island iced tea, the hurricane, etc. And let's not forget sangria. We talked about that last week. We have wonderful recipes at the Haskell's website on sangria. And uh, we have both red and white sangria. And the secret ingredient in the white sangria is lemoncello, which is a popular liqueur from Italy. And the red sangria is a little bit of triple sec, which is that orange liqueur we talked about uh, going into a margarita. But I think there you have it. Some wonderful, yeah. wonderful uh, summertime refreshing drinks, tall and cool. And when someone asks you for a tall, cool one, why not ask and say, hey, I'll have a bootleg. And if right. you can make the bootleg, try that bootleg mix. And try getting to Haskell's today. A beautiful day to do that. Right, Jack? Indeed. The folks at Haskell's love to talk about our favorite drinks, and they love to talk about food and wine, and they'll help you pick a bottle of wine that'll go perfectly to with whatever you're preparing. And it won't cost very much either. There's a Haskell's near you where you can save big dollars on wine and spirits, too. Haskell's in Bloomington, Excelsior, Fairboat, right off of 35. The Maple Grove Supercellar is not to be missed. In downtown Minneapolis, we have free parking on Saturday and Sunday. There's a Haskell's in Plymouth, St. Paul's Island Village, Stillwater, White Bear Lake, and Woodbury as well. And if you can't come into Haskell's, go to Haskell's.com, and you can see our website. And don't forget, Haskell's does deliver, and you can also pick up outside at any one of our stores. So come on into Haskell's and pick out some of that bootleg mix and make those bootlegs for the weekend. Thank you, Jack. Let's talk again next week. Denny, I'm going to look forward to that.